What's up, everybody? It's kind of like old Sith Council now. Stupid. The fact we got to do this uh, digital, it's not going to be for too much longer, hopefully. Just maybe a week or two. But it's nice to have you guys back talking Boba Fett. And I was doing these spoiler reviews by myself. And I was like, where's Steph and Mike? Well, have no fear. Here they are. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, Mike Kalinowski, Steph Sabra. Happy New Year, kids. Happy New Happy Year to you. Happy New Year. Good to have you back. Uh, we haven't really talked about Boba at all. That was the whole point. I, was like, I know. As we're getting into episode two, I'm like, I can't do another one of these without these guys. So I was like, so what we're going to do, the way we're going to do it, I'll do a full-on spoiler review in the morning, drop it on the channel, and then we'll do a full-on Sith Council. Because what it also allows us to do is if there's any other stories that are happening, in the world of Star Wars, then we can also talk about that, not just keep it specific to Boba. We'll certainly cover a lot of, of Boba, but um, but let's get let's get into it. You know, Steph, I gave you props this morning on my spoiler review. You did? Yeah, because when I asked you about it last week, I said, what do you think? You said, I dug it, but I think that they would have benefited had they dropped both episodes at the same time. And at, at first, I was like, I don't know. And then after watching this one, I was like, yeah, Steph was definitely right. They should, I mean, I think that this, this played like an hour and a half film. Um, what I said, and I want to let you guys really give your thoughts because the audience is probably sick of hearing my thoughts. But what I had said was I felt that this was a great hour and a half movie. I really enjoy the flashback side of it. Otherwise, why is it called Book of Boba Fett? Because we're going to get chapters in his life. But I'm done with the Tuscan Raider stuff now. Great that we had it for two episodes, but I'm done with it now. Um, let's start with you, Steph. Two episodes in, thoughts on the on, on what we're seeing. I thought it was really well done and fun. I definitely think that it should close out this section of the story now moving forward. I think it was a little, not risky, but an interesting choice to take this side of Boba's story just because Dune just dropped and it just feels so closely connected to a similar storyline. Um, but I really liked, I feel like we got more like gunslinger type vibes with Boba, like going in, like kicking everyone's butt and then walking away with like the swag on a hundred that you've never seen before. Right. And then the introduction, uh, I'm mean, seeing Pike syndicate was cool to see like a lot them in live action and introduced in this series at least. Um, and black Chris Anton was so sick looking that was definitely the highlight for me but it was a solid episode i'm curious to see where they go from here i think this is a good introduction but they i i hope next episode really really lets us know where they're going for the rest of the season so you didn't so you thought two was part partially set up as well i mean i i don't disagree with that where it comes to here because we should i want to hear you guys thoughts on like overall the, like what you liked about the first episode and what you did my biggest my biggest problem with the first episode was the, the the major dormo or whatever his name is from the the mayor's the mayor's guy who seems like he's out of he's he's in veep he's not in Star Wars. <laughs> apologies apo understandable but it's like what are you on and that <laughs> that was that was the first bothering and then they do it again in this one they have a guy that when he comes into the mayor's thing the guy's like oh i don't see you on the list community <laughs> it's like no no stop this and then the other guy comes in he's like oh you can't go in there sir but once they get to the mayor the mayor is gangster yeah the mayor is gangster he's like oh this assassin oh yeah shoot him in the head 
and they yeah. and, oh like that's the stuff that i've been looking forward to mike what what i haven't heard really anything about uh this show for you so far what are you uh, what are you thinking I'm well wanting- i enjoyed the first episode uh i i for me and i, I did a little thing on twitter about it like the parkour took me out i was like okay. i like you said with the veep stuff like okay. or, or the like for me anytime i see that parkour was cool 15 years ago for about two hours right and now everyone's doing it and i'm like and this is star wars you gotta be i mean there's a reason they they created terrace kasai like a martial art for star wars because you just don't do stuff in our world in star wars you create new versions of it but so that took me out of it a little bit what part um, are you talking about when like they're the roof jumping scene? No, oh, no, in the okay. first episode, the first episode when the okay, roof jumping. Gotcha. Like, can I can I tell you real quick, just so so yeah. you guys know? This morning, I so there you, I don't know. Are either one of you guys UFC fans? Yeah, no. So, Steph, there was a fighter back in the day um, named Frank Trigg, and he fought um, he fought Matt Hughes, and mm-hmm. and so today when I was on the show, I said, I wonder if Matt Sarah knew that Frank Trigg was in this, and I wrote to Matt and I go, Do you um? Did you know that Frank Trigg was in? And he's like, yeah. He's like, did you know that I knocked him out? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, he did. He did. Um, <laughs> it's true. I didn't realize that. That's funny. Yeah. So anyway, so Mike, go ahead. Yeah. The part, I'll tell you, the parkour stuff didn't bother me. Yeah, uh, no, it didn't bother a lot of people. And that's, yeah. you know, that's my little 100%. 100%. Uh, there's, little, there's little things. And, and you're not the first person that I saw. Yeah. It was just weird. That. It was so jarring. And Star Wars does such a good job of separating yeah. themselves. And, and I don't even think that was what was weird for me now watching the two episodes back to back. Robert Rodriguez directed my favorite episode of Mandalorian season two. Like yeah. my favorite episode. This one, you didn't direct I always felt one. a little lackluster. You didn't direct for, this one. He no, the first one he did, right? First one he did, yes. Yeah, first yeah. one he did. That's what I'm saying. Seeing was it Steph Green did yeah. this one? Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, this thing, this episode was fantastic. You love this episode. Oh, I love this episode. Like, yeah. the t- I'm not a big Tuscan Raider guy, but I, I, I've been over the holiday break. I went back and rewatched Battlestar Galactica, and great they move. do such a great so. job yeah. of taking modern things but putting it through the sci-fi lens, which makes it more palpable, like politics and religion. So for this, you know, the whole thing with the tribalism and and the, and the yeah. and the Tuscans and and through the the lens of sci-fi, I I, I love characters that aren't black and white well always so that, bad always good like the tuscans there's they're so honorable but we don't ever see that you know yeah i'm glad you said that because it, it, what what that did was it allows us a little bit more insight on on boba right because when we see boba yeah. when we see boba in mandalorian he's he's become way more of a warrior because he's not yeah. this, this boba doesn't seem like he's gonna get knocked in the back of a jetpack and go into a <laughs> however many years he was but he seems to be trained better he seems to have an honor code, like you said, and it looks like this is the Dances with Wolves Last Samurai. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I dug that about this. Um, and there, and there was something I don't know, and I'm sure at this point, someone in the comments section of the spoiler video I did today will let me know. Um, in canon, I certainly don't remember them ever saying that at one point Tatooine had um, oceans. Uh, they yeah. say that. that was a surprise to me. I'm sure, yeah someone much deeper knowledge than me would know that but i love that though fascinating and there's so many and there was and there were also things like let, let's get into what my my favorite and i'm maybe i'm wrong but i'm gonna assume that it's everybody's favorite scene was when the huts showed up in the second episode uh no would okay. it be? i don't know no, it, it was there's a lot of stuff i loved so yeah the black chrysanthemum chrysanthemum that that's my What's i think that? That the wolf? The yeah, he's okay. in um, he's bad, in mo- bad mofo comics. He's in the comics, right? That's, yeah, he's from so, the comics. Okay, so that's Stick. that was that was my thing because I I remember before I bailed on the canon stuff, I remember him. I remember a Wookiee 
but but I'm remembering though that uh, that Boba worked with him in the comics. Yeah, and and, and Doctor Afra. Yes. Mm. So are we are we a hundred percent that that's the same one? I think I don't. That's what I'm going. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's what I'm telling myself just because of the connection. <laughs> I, I I thought of it immediately because I remember because it was Boba Fett and a Wookiee that looked exactly like that dude that discovered the, the that Luke's last name was Skywalker. And then they, they delivered the news to Vader. And that's when Vader figures out that, you know, Luke's his kid. So it was that was during I'm, I thought it was a Star Wars comic. But Steph, I think you're right. I think it was the Vader comic. But um. But either way, that whole scene when that showed up, I mean, that was part of the scene with, yeah. with as the when he shows up. But the way that they did that, there were so when we saw these trailers, that was when we said, "Oh wait, they're doing the Sopranos in Star Wars." Right. And, and if you didn't feel that beforehand, you certainly felt it here because of two certain things: the territories. The mayor whacking him out and saying, no, someone's setting you up. You got to go figure out what's going on here, playing the side. But then the twins are coming back. Well, who the hell are the twins? And here come these slobs. They come in. and they, But the, the, the most definitive them telling you this is a mafioso show was when Fennec says, you got to get permission in order to kill the huts. It's yeah. like the, the Dons. You can't just kill a Don. You got you to gotta get permission to kill a Don. And all of that was set up just wonderfully. And I think that sets up episodes three to seven. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that that's exactly right. And with the introduction of the Pike Syndicate, too, I think that we're just going to get way grittier because we didn't get Fennec Sham this episode. And I think that she brings in the like on the ground mob story that we're getting. Yeah. But I I did love that part too. That I if you like look at everyone holding up the huts. They're like, oh, they're I figured they were only. I was thinking there'd be more of them. There were like twelve of them. I was like, come on now. They're, they're exhausted. Plus the, the one fact guy in the front kept like boom, yeah. falling down. He's like, Ugh. but isn't it interesting that Jabba Jabba wanted Wookies for like slaves, right? Yeah. These huts are like, nah, nah, nah. This is, is and and I love that Boba's like, yeah, bring in as many gladiators you want. I'm like, I don't know if you want to say that, dude. This guy, I loved how calm the Wookiee was. I loved how he's just like, yeah, they give me the word, I'm gonna shoot you in the face. And it, there was no like he wasn't like being a beast like, Rah! he was just, <laughs> just had his blaster and he's just like, if they say the word, you're dead. Gangster. And, oh, so it was so gangster. And Jennifer Beals played played it really well. She's scared out of her mind. Yeah. She's like, you haven't heard. The twins are coming back. And I was confused at first when they said the twins. They got the twins are doing other stuff. I'm like, is he talking about Luke and Leia? And like, wait, 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 the cousin. What's he talking? What are they, who are they talking about? And then the drums start playing. Yeah. And that scene when that that was my favorite scene of the show so far because of everything it set up. But then there were some people that were confused or or not confused that were not loving the flashback angle i think you got to deal with it i think that's what the show is i think yeah. the show is going to be the book of boba fett portions of his life and learning more about him they keep flashing back to him holding his dad's head not the helmet his head in his yeah. hands um and they keep going back to that and i think that that's going to play into something i think we're going to see something during that clone stuff and i think that's where we're going to see cad bane during flashback i don't okay. think that, i don't think cad bane shows up uh, now I think Cad Bane shows up in flashback during a, a portion. Maybe we, maybe they recreate the actual battle when Boba gets shot in the head. So, do you think they're gonna? 
put him in a flashback to re to introduce him into live action in a different show or perhaps season two, or you just think that's just the start and finish of Cad Bane live action? Um, they, they potentially could put him in another another episode, or maybe he comes back into the present day or something too. But I think you introduce him that that way. I also think that we're going to get some Empire Strikes Back time. Like why? Because I think that that's that the a lot another issue that I, that I see people having is that Boba is not this kind of uh, ruthless bad guy, yeah. bad, bad guy, right? And so the question is, will we see that side of him in flashback? Will we see when he, because there's a lot of that stuff that he did, that he was, as you mentioned before, Steph, he's running around doing missions for Vader. Like that's not that you, you you're working you're working for the the bad of the bad at that point. So you got to be there's some dark side shit going on in your life that you that you're yeah. doing that. He's turned a crossroads with the Tuscan Raiders and he's he's kind of gone in a different path after that. And I think that that's what we learned. But I think that if you show him in flashback that ruthless side that you know that it could come back in the present day, that's a good way to blend it. Mike, I don't know if you agree or disagree on that. Do you? I'm trying as you guys are saying that. What is the time frame? Right now, he gets out of great Sarlacc. Question. Great question. I, I don't think that that's a question I asked this morning. I'm trying to think is like, okay, we're trying to get well, one thing that I love. And now this episode really hit home was the Boba we got last season, Mandalorian. And now he's a far cry different than what we're used to in episode one or episode two, uh, Empire Strikes Back, Je yeah, uh, right. Jedi. So I'm like, what happened? And now this is explained. It's like, oh, he's, I love the Zen master yeah. warrior. Yeah. It still, comes out, it still comes out there. Oh, remember, yeah, remember there, when, but remember when he, yeah, cause, cause he got, he has, he still has a bad temper. Cause remember when he, when he fought yeah. in Bo-Katan and he started going back and forth yeah. with, um, Casca, Casca Reeves, right. Is that yeah, it? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when that was going on. So it's still there, but to answer your question, as far as the time goes, yeah. Phenomenal question, because here's here, there are two, there are two main questions here. Question one is how long was he in the Sarlacc pit for? Uh, right. Okay. Question yeah. question two is how long was he in the village for? Because he was there for a prisoner for a bit. They didn't just say, oh, okay, it's been a few days. Now you're one of us. He's been right. there for a while. So I was thinking the other thing is by the time he gets out, you know, into the real world again, yeah. the Empire's not in charge anymore. Like it's all gone down. Like it's all like when he gets back out, he's like, Well, wait a minute, who's who's doing what? Where's oh my god, like the whole the whole system has changed. Yeah, because we're getting rid of anything comic-related, book-related that showed Boba in his suit after the Sarlacc. That's mm -hmm. gone. Anything because like, when he's out, yeah. we meet him in Mandalorian Season 2. It's, it seems well, like when he leaves the Tusken Raiders, he's going right to Mandalorian Season 2. Well, like, Time-wise. Maybe. It just seems like that. Like maybe. he's going for his armor. Maybe. The only way you can kind of tell, which I would, I have to look back at the episodes, is by his skin healing. Right. That's, That's true. the only way yeah. you can see like how healed he is. Like every time right. he's in the tank, he's healing. When he's meets up with the Mandalorian in the Mandalorian, he's still in a healing. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. still pretty messed up and like pale. But his suit is kind of pristine. The black robes are not all tattered, so he hasn't been in any kind of battle with that robe on. So he looks. The things he wrapped him in at the yeah. end of this he episode. Wearing, he wearing the black robes and in, in when he when that's he when showed up. Yeah, right. that's when we saw and, him. And, and the not that it matters, but the hot toys that you know released those really big figures. Yeah. They just yeah. released the two pack of his robes and then his Mando. So it's like that's the one outfit he's got. So it, I think the time is pretty quick. 
See, I like that. I like that because it, but it's it's well, it's not as it's not quick. It means that, he, that it means that he's been in that village for almost like five years. Because yeah. Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian, yeah that's true. Yeah, because so, they've established when that takes place. Yeah, because you can look, look it, the the other side of that is too. how long has he been looking for his armor? Right. So, right. I mean, yeah. he, gets, he gets out of the thing. He does a few missions. He tries to figure it out. This is why I think that there's so much going on and there's so much. Oh, there's just flashbacks of him with the sand people. No, no, it, no, it isn't. It's it's him like you start to ask those questions and exactly like you just said, Mike, it's he got his robes and now what's next for him. Now he's approaching life in such a different way, yeah. Yeah. but, but he still is very, what we haven't seen of him, which I hope they do show because you are not going to survive in this world. At least you shouldn't. If you're going to be like, Oh, uh, so kind of, he's pussyfooting around right now, right? right. A, a little bit, because when he walks into Jabba's palace, I mean, where was this rule of, order and conduct with with poor bib fortuna he yeah. just he's like oh hey i'm glad you're back f you shoot him dead i mean he must have really hated him because he leaves right. oh and the other thing i didn't like about episode two was the uh the the assassin in the beginning going uh he ain't talking he ain't talking and then he's at the rancor and before he sees oh. I, I knew that did anybody anybody could have not set that up with yeah what was happening yeah, yeah it was it was he just kind of gives it up it was it they I don't like when they do things just for the bit. That was just for the bit. Yeah, bit. just yeah. to say it. Yeah, that was that was just to set up that joke. Like, oh look, he, everyone's so scared of the rancor. He said it even beforehand. It's like, nah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I get it. You know when he was hallucinating getting his new like staff? Yes. Um, were those Jawa eyes? Like, do you think that was um? any part of like a vision of where he could find his armor because oh, the Jawas oh. did have it before. Yeah. Yeah. The Jawas are the ones that they, well, it's different. It's funny because this is what they do. And I don't have a problem with it anymore because it's, I've just accepted it. What they have done inside of the star Wars lore, um, they cherry pick from Canon too, which I don't think is a great idea that if you're going to keep everything Canon, you should keep everything Canon. But yeah, the television shows, the animation, and the TV and the films, they all stick to stuff that's set up. You're not going to see them screw around with that. But they cherry pick from canon stuff. Like there was some stuff that changed around a little bit with what happened with um what what's his name? Not Karth. Uh who's your boy? The, yes. With Cobb Vance, a little bit mm. a little bit of change of how he came with the armor, a little bit of change of how the sand people uh, no, the the um uh, the Jawas got it. In, I think in the novel it was differently. I don't think they stripped Boba from it, um, or at least from what I they're, remember. They're taking what works for the story better than yeah, what's that and the same yeah. and the same thing with look the the but they are taking things right. So they took if if that Wookiee is the same Wookiee, they took that Wookiee from the comics. Yeah, that's the type of stuff that as long as they acknowledge their canon stuff and go, hey, we got a really cool character here. Let's bring them in. And then we can add some of that. We can we can reference some of the stuff that they did, but we don't have to be, we don't have to hold it. Um, like when we saw Bad Batch, there was tons, tons of stuff that Lords of the Sith yeah. had mentioned and they stuck to it somewhat, but they maneuvered around a little bit. And I'm cool with them if they do that, as long as they acknowledge it. Because I think that for people, I'm not reading the stuff as much as I used to, but I think for those people who are, they should be rewarded, like the High Republic stuff that's coming. Right, right, yeah, yeah. This trilogy, there's new stuff that I mean, this is where they really have an opportunity. Like they they've been pushing this High Republic, these novels and the comics and in the game that's coming out, they've been pushing it hard for the 
core audience that is really responding to that, mm-hmm. I hope that they get rewarded. I know that the Acolyte comes out like I think that the the High Republic novels come out 300 years before Phantom Menace, but the mm-hmm. uh, Acolyte comes out like 50 years, so maybe there's not enough time to connect it. But I don't know. References to characters I think would be rewarding for the fans that have invested. Yeah, yeah. I know they they never it never has like a clear answer of what they do with that. But what do you guys think about? I like that we got to know the Tuscan Raiders more because yes. I feel like they've just been so trivialized and like just scream and shout and you don't really understand the characters. Yeah. But I feel like it's still weird not seeing any like what they look like. Like I feel like it's oh, I love still, that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Love the mystery oh. of it. Because someone's like, oh, maybe we'll see them in the. Th- I don't want to see them. I never. Uh, want- it, there's so much about Star Wars that we do get the reveals of, yeah, of what yeah. it looked like. I mean, Boba Fett set face, you know, for so long, and right. Mandalorian's face. It's like keep keep some mystery. We we they've established, I think, this code. Yeah, that I love. I I, I you know, like you said, Steph, they're they're always just screaming, and they, they're known as the, you know, kind of bad guys. Whatever. But now they, they, they well, they're morons. A lot hierarchy. of them are morons. They're, they're, a lot of them are morons, and I'll and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. I mean, the, the ones that the chief and the chief's uh, like warrior. Yeah. Only ones. The rest of them, on the kid, I'll give a pass. The rest of them, imbeciles. Um, <laughs> the, the guy brings in the the speeders, and they're clanking around on it, slamming. It. He's like, "Hey, stupid! I'm going to train you how to go in there so we can get this train, right?" That's that. And then, yeah. then at the end, after he gets the train, hey, look, we found water, and we're going to dump it all over the sand. No, you idiots! Like, put a cap in it. Get these alien spice traders to go get buckets. And work for you, yay! All the water's gone. It's in the sand now. I was like, well, "What? What are you doing?" Yeah, idiots. I didn't like that part. It's the idiots, and yeah, like, but, but to your point, though, stuff. Um, what it made me do in the first episode, and I thought they actually explained it pretty well in this one. But in the first episode, they made me realize as I'm looking at the kids and the women that are in there, and you're like, "Oh, I actually feel." really bad now after episode two Anakin when he says I killed all of them the women and yeah. the you're like maybe if you would have talked to them <laughs> you know maybe you could have gotten your mom out of there you figured it out because Boba did it you yeah. know you figured it out and you probably could have just forced you know forced minded them and, and got and got them out but the other side of that was the chief then said at the end look some of the tribes they're just gonna mm-hmm. kill yeah, some of them are just here to kill. They're scared. They don't know what they're doing. They they just kill. We we're hiding in the shadows. So maybe those particular that village that Anakin was in, um, they were just straight up murderers. So you know, that's probably that's that's the explanation of it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I forget. I forgot about that. I wasn't even thinking about that connection. But that yeah. would make sense. Yeah. Um. All I mean, there was some some great stuff. The train scene, and I love that. Do we have a name for the for the warrior, the one that trains him? Because there's there's always that character, right? Like there's always that character yeah. that that is skeptical about the 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 stranger that comes in, but then he trains him, and then usually that guy usually eats shit at the end. That's yeah, usually, like, I know, and then it's really sad. I thought that was yeah. gonna happen. I was like, is he gonna die? But that's a that's a little part of my criticism. I don't necessarily need the face, but I feel like there was still a lack of agency. Like none of them had names. Like you didn't really understand. The like any debt if we're gonna spend an entire hour with them, do you, I, 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 I don't mind like, it. Do you think it, it then on the other hand it leads to the they want them to be they're one unit, they are a people, they're not individuals. And I don't mean that like in their tribe they're all individuals, but we see them as a as a people, as a, a one unit. We represent everybody, we're all together. 
as opposed to individualizing everyone where we pick favorites. And um, it just seems like that's the tribe. The elder statesman speaks. We've got the young kid. That's the voice yeah. of like the new generation of Tuscans yeah, and everyone else. Like, we are, you. we that's follow right. what he says and this is our, our way of life. Yeah. I got, I, I was actually, I'm, you know, it looks like on this, on this one, we're on different sides here, Steph, because I, I thought that it was, I think it actually played pretty well because the way that they're dressed and it goes part into, into the tribe that I knew who the guy was from the second mm -hmm. he shows up and he, and he starts and he has that whole, he has that whole moment where he goes in and he's just wrecking shop and it doesn't have to be Boba the whole time. It's the guy they've set up that this guy's a badass, And, and I love that scene when he's taking people out in the train and there's these two guys that are sniping at him. Yeah. And he looks over, he's like, Oh, there's two more morons. Okay. Let me get him. Yeah. And that then, part was sick. Yeah. The train great. scene was sick. It was great. I, I really like that. Yeah, the Johnny five is running, the, running the shop. And then uh, he's, he's doing the, yeah. uh, He's doing. He's the engineer, and Boba comes in. He goes, "Stop the train!" And he's like, "No!" And he runs Bye -bye. off. He into the sand. I love that he jumped out. I thought he's like, "Oh, he just killed himself." He's like, no, he just scattered off. I thought you that think was that's the last we see him. Yeah, I don't. He, he, we don't need this. I mean, he's he, probably he, going to go to uh, what's her face, um, the, the chick with the curly hair and the. Oh, whoa. right, right. Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris. Oh. He's gonna, she'll show up at her shop somewhere. He's like, hey, hey, little buddy, what are you doing over here? Hey, where'd you go from? Out on here on your own? Come I'll on in with me. I'll tell you what. She'll Amy, show up. Watch. Amy Sedaris Watch. compared to to the 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 mayor the, the 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 guy and, and this and this other character. She looks like Christopher Lee. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> as far as liking like, like her as a character i mean like her More as an, an actor but, but, but i'll take her character all day long even though she's she, the tv shows have this problem that every once in a while they have these modern characters yeah that just throw me out of it and like the like, yeah it just yeah just I, get, I get the fact that you're doing you know you're taking it's a western and we've got the, like i'll say this okay for me the biker band gang like yeah. they even had tattoos that like their yeah. logos yeah. on the back of their leather vests. I'm kind of like, okay, that's establishing that they were in a bar roughing it up with the two young couple and they're in a biker bar. It's like all they needed was Ron Perlman as that guy. And we would have set yeah, like, yeah, the, the aliens on your head. But I thought the aliens played though, right? They didn't, they did, they, but you just didn't need the, the leather maybe logo so. on their back to maybe go. So. Like, it, that didn't throw me out as much as someone going, you got one guy going, Hey everybody, come on down to the ice cream shop. It's like, what? Where'd you come from? It's Wait. like, it, it, you know, and, and in the in the prequels, it, you have the 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 announcers. Hey everybody, welcome back to the track here, and then young Anakin yeah. Awful, like that kind of stuff. Just and they've been doing it in Star Wars for a while. It just throws me so out of it when they do that. And I'm then you have why? God, the Huts had, were talking know. in subtitles. I was nervous because we've seen Huts yeah. yeah. with like New Orleans accents, and I'm like, oh my god, when the sister. <laughs> I'm like, please, please have subtitles. And she did. And I was like, oh, and it played so much better. Yeah. The Lady Proxima. Oh, so <laughs> uh, did you know that the uh, actor who plays the mayor, Major Domo, was in Veep before you said that? Uh, no, I didn't. That's and, hilarious. No, no, was I, he really? Yeah. He yeah. Was in, um, I just looked that up. David Peskesi, uh, he's in a lot of stuff like Curb Your Enthusiasm. But I think I'm still holding out because there's a part of me that thinks, do you think that um, his facetiousness, like that type of delivery he's giving is a part of his character? Like he's playing off a little bit dumber than he yeah, is. Absolutely. I think he's going to wind up being like a, uh, like a little finger or something. Yeah. You know, I, I think absolutely. Um, because they even say, they set it up. There's a watch out for that guy. He, yeah. I, whether or not he assassinates the mayor or whatever too, but it doesn't change his delivery. 
It's not it's not the character I have a problem with. The character I think is great. The character and the idea of of what is necessary. Even the character of the of the guy who's checking him in that doesn't have him on the list like that of of at that point you could have stuck a, another alien in there with you're not on the list. No one sees you. And you're like, oh man, they're really playing this guy out. But I don't know. I don't see you. Well, well, well. And it's like this, it, it was such a stupid bit. I don't know yeah, what she's proposing. No. What he's proposing. He's, proposing. He's, he's not getting in. That's what he's proposing. That's right. Oh, he needs oh. some milk. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he needs some milk. Um, but yeah, that, but that was the only but that was it was so it was so brief and this the majority of it like once they got to jennifer beals and once that reveal of the when the twins came in i was all on board there was no other problems i had with the episode oh i did though man they like the slant of uh, sl- uh, just slaughter these banthas huh why like that's, that's the second one is like why did they bring a bantha back See why it's like just just to you lost like, one the first time they're not gonna move they're too big they're giant targets why would you bring a second one back uh, they, behind the dune because mike it's been proven the majority of these tuscan raiders are idiots yeah they oh, were I like using that. them for cover like how yeah, do you you're not gonna find more the of these fourth thing was like taking a dump in the sand and then it just gets shot oh. Oh. yeah oh, oh. that was a tough one yeah um poor guy, the second one poor guy love the spice part of it though too because it wasn't oh that was great it's like it was what great. does the spice look like yeah, yeah, the like guy's that. trying to feel stupid. And he's like, oh. it looks like that. And then I love the line when Bob was like, Yeah, this ain't looking too good for yeah, you. This ain't looking too good for you. <laughs> no. This ain't looking too good. And then he's like, Okay, look, here's the deal. We're gonna live, we're gonna you can't pass here for free anymore. We're gonna and it shows you like he's a he's yeah. a badass, but he's also gonna take care of his peeps now. And he's like, Okay, so you're gonna pay them now. Now go walk on, go take a walk and, and yeah. figure out how the hell are we gonna do it? We'll grab some of your water pods like they do. Yeah. And you have like he's like you'll have protection. That was the one thing that was like you have protection from this from the Tuscan Raiders now that you're like says who? Yeah, like, the other there's tri- so many owner. tribes. Yeah. yeah, what are they gonna say? Yeah, I don't think those guys, I don't think those guys made it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're making it. But um, but I'm I'm loving I'm I like the idea. To me, like when you compare, like Solo, right? Like it was yeah. Solo. It, it was a movie that just a Star Wars story that played into certain things i didn't necessarily know if i i like the second half of the movie after doing our rewatches right yeah. but like it just didn't play the same way this is a star wars story that they have more time to develop obviously and why this is the kind of star wars story that i'm into because it does seem like a comic book right it does it just okay. seems like you picked up a couple episodes hey did you pick up the new episode of uh of the book of boba fett yeah, uh, yeah it was great it had this it's 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 smaller but it's also in playing in a world where I'm. It's refreshing to not have a story revolve around the, the Empire, or right. you know. It's and I like the fact that I mean they do it a lot in the Mandalorian. They do it, and you'll probably see them pop up in, in their, and you'll probably get the the Mandalorian will probably come into the show, and that's fine. But it doesn't rely on it, and that's, yeah. that's kind of what I what I really enjoy about this series so far. I like the world that we're playing in. Yeah, I I do too. It's not. Um, it's a slow start for me, but I do really, I am invested in it. Yeah. And I think partly that's due to where Morrison is such a good actor. Good. I, I'm just like loving watching him do his thing in a way that we haven't yeah. been able to see before. And the chemistry between him and Ming are, are, it's, it's, it's fantastic. And I like how, I like how she is a, she's like Silvio Dante 
for him. You know, she's like, she, she gives, she gives his consigliere. She gives him his, the, the advice. And sometimes you listen Criticism to a little bit in the first episode. She's like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta kill this guy. And he's yeah. like, no, we're not killing anybody. And she's like, is that a no? Yeah, it's a no. Let's, let's, let's move on here. And I, I do think though, he's got to start playing by some of these rules. Like, yeah, it, yeah. like he's not, it, it could come back. It should come back and bite him in the ass. Like probably, he's, yeah, it probably they want to walk in on my own two feet. You know, it's, it, I know it, she's like, you gotta, you gotta follow some of the customs. Yeah. And he, here's a question for you guys. Cause this is a question that I had no answer to when people were asking the questions in the, uh, in, in the chat last week, when they were all surrounded in episode one, why didn't Boba Fett use the jetpack and fly out of there? Nobody has answers. I mean, uh, grab, grab, and would he grab Fennec? I mean, you know, you can leave her behind. Oh, but you could go up in the air and start blasting from above. You know, I guess he's on the Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, I, I, no. that, yeah that isolates her. If he's not going to, well, he's, if he's going to bring her, but, how's yeah, he going to fire? Uh, yeah, true. I mean, and then the, it isolates her on her own. I did like I think, when he disintegrated the dude, though. Yeah, me too. Awesome. That was awesome. When, when you guys, he, he disintegrates him and then he tells her, don't kill anybody else. It was. Yeah, I like, like the ruthlessness. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like he can take out five people at one time, and then I sometimes I feel like he's choosing to play it cooler, right? For some reason. Yeah, I mean that's I think that stays uh, consistent to what we saw in Mandalorian, also. Yeah, someone had said that he's still healing. He's still, yeah. you know, he, he was yeah. taken out pretty quick, so he's not at his full strength. So. Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah, yeah. They keep sticking him in that tank, and I like the and I I'm I'm enjoying the Gamorrean guards. I like I like I, I, I like them. Yeah. yeah, I like I like them. Someone's like, oh, they look too fake. I'm like, did you ever see Return of the Jedi? Too Jam? fake. Yeah. <laughs> I think they almost look too real. Yeah. Yeah, like, they look really good. I I can't tell if those are their bodies or if they're in fat suits. Right. Because they're well, like muscular, but they're fat. Like I can't yeah, tell. He say he's like someone's like, suit or those are two like weightlifters. Well, they said it in Return of the Jedi. They were all fat pigs, and now they're like all jacked up. I'm like I'm like, you ever been to, to Comic Con? You can see some guys dressed up and they're all jacked up, and then you see a guy who's who's supposed to be a gladiator and he's like 400 pounds. I'm like it, 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 it happens. I'm like yeah. some some, no, people I think, think some people are small. Yeah, David. I don't think they've been living too high on the hog lately. You know, Jabba's gone. They're not getting fed all the time. They're a little more ripped. The two right. of them. I like probably lovers. Who knows? Who they are. But what what I don't want to see them hold back on is the idea of tragedy. Right. I want to see. I want to see us establish a little bit more. Whether it's the Gamorians, whether it's. Uh, I, mean, I don't want to see Fennec die, but I mean, I want to see. And uh, like, do you guys think that Fennec is going to stay loyal to him the whole time? Do you think she'll turn on him? Because if she turns on him, that it's going to be a crazy, yeah. a crazy, crazy. I, I think that's one of those things where how depends on how many seasons we get. True, you know. That's true. I wonder how many. They haven't really talked about this show. If, if it's yeah, gonna, it, it hasn't been announced that it's limited. Like Obi Wan, Obi Wan's limited. Oh yeah, that's limited. true. So this could. I think there. Well, and that kind of takes us into our next story, which Boba Fett actually premiered. Its premiere scored higher viewership than Hawkeye did. Oh, um, this, this oh. is from Grant Davis over at Star Wars Newsnet and it says the book of Boba Fett's debut numbers. They are in. And the first episode of the new live action Star Wars series had an impressive five day premiere, besting the launch of fellow Disney Plus Hawkeye. Boba Fett stars in the first official spinoff of The Mandalorian. According to Deadline, Samba TV has indicated that devices connected to their service track that a total of 1.7 million viewers turned in to see Boba Fett rise from the depths of the Sarlacc stomach and begin his criminal empire, which we have not seen yet. That doesn't look like a criminal. That, I want to go back into that because Boba Fett ain't, 
looking like a, a hardcore crime boss yet. He's got to get there. Um, what's particularly impressive about this statistic is that Hawkeye's premiere came with two episodes with a largely uh, with a considerably large larger runtime. Unfortunately, since Samba TV wasn't measuring streaming numbers at the time, we can't determine how this opening stacks against uh, fellow Star Wars live action series like The Mandalorian, but there is one other show that Samba TV tracked that could serve as a frame of comparison. Loki scored the highest debut for a Disney Plus series with 2.5 million, a move that was so successful that Disney Plus opted to shift all their premieres for original series to Wednesday now instead of Friday. It remains to be seen if all Star Wars can pull in those kind of numbers, but it's promising star for the original live action Mandalorian spinoff. Oh, Mandalorian, which has six more episodes to air. Um, I think they meant. Oh, it's eight. I thought it was six. Uh, see, I uh, see, here's the thing. What's this? Thing? Tell us. What are you proposing? They actually say six more. This is after the first one. So there's um, okay, so, there's seven. so they seven. So I read somewhere that it was nine, and then so they the, all everybody in the comments kept telling me that it's seven. So I'm pretty sure it's seven. Even Miguel. Um, it's so weird. Like, from Star Wars News Net came in and said it's and Obi Wan six, right? Obi-Wan is, well, that's what they say. I don't know. I'm not God, sure. This is so damn confusing. Pick a number, people, and stick with it. Obi-Wan Kenobi. My OCD is going crazy with this. Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to blow those shows out of the water. Yeah, I was just thinking that. It's going to blow it out of the water. The, yeah. the It's going to destroy Boba Fett's numbers. It's going to destroy Loki's numbers. It's going to blow it out of the water. I still See, think we're getting, I, just, I think that it's going to be the the most, um, I think it's going to be, the, the could be the best bit of star wars material since empire strikes back i'm i'm just it's so weird when people and i've seen a lot of online discourse where they try and pit the shows against one another it's like loki destroyed hawkeye's numbers and i'm like what does it matter you like i didn't care for loki loki's probably my least favorite of the new shows like hawkeye was my favorite but it added a story to it that i wanted to hear loki to me i'm like i don't see what you people are seeing in that show that was that was that was about five episodes too long Funny, Hawkeye was my least, and Loki oh, was my favorite. Yeah, Hawkeye was my least. Yeah, I, I would say WandaVision is my favorite, but I I understand. What but you're Loki- saying like like oh like people are going to be saying like you know like it doesn't matter. It, it enriches the brand. No, it, totally. It enriches well, one. Was it the rising tide lifts all boats? Absolutely, absolutely. But I think it's just yeah. fun for people to compare numbers and stuff. But it was uh they can take the numbers and stick them up it. Um. So what is this now? Who Maya Maya Erskine. Yeah, Maya Erskine. She's the co-creator of Pen15, a comedy I think you would actually really like, Christian. Okay, so yeah, it's like penis. Um, Yeah, ah, exactly. Just just Ah. before the upcoming Disney Plus series Obi-Wan Kenobi began filming this past spring, it was reported that Maya Erskine was cast in a supporting role. In a recent appearance on a variety podcast, she was asked about her experience on the set and revealed that her part in the series is very small, while also singing the praises of the series director, Deborah Chow. Speaking on the Just for Variety podcast, Eskine refers to her role in Obi-Wan as a spec, which obviously sounds like a very small part. Regardless of the short time that she spent, the Pen15 actress seemed to really enjoy the experience so much that she considered bringing her baby to the set and wrap him in a shawl so she could pa- so he could pass as an extra. Speaking of extras, one of her biggest takeaways from being on set was interacting with the extras, whom she found to be very big Star Wars fans themselves. She said the extras were incredible on set, and a lot of them were mega Star Wars fans. One guy, he was so nice and lifted up his sleeves and had Star Wars tats all over his body. And they build droids. There are a lot of Star Wars fans that build droids, and then production companies will rent them from the fans. That's fantastic. That I've heard. She also says Deborah Chow is an amazing director. The cast was incredible. It was so much fun to do. Um, This is a... 
yeah, this is awesome. I can't wait to hear more about it because Deborah Chow is one of the main reasons I'm so excited for it. Nothing against the way that both Mandalorian and Boba Fett have done their shows. I think that they've what has worked very well for both of these shows is that whether it's uh, Favreau, Rodriguez, Filoni, they all have a plan where the series is going. Right. Mm -hmm. We've always said that it is so crucial, whether it's Marvel, Star Wars, you got to have a plan of where it's going and they're following that. So the directors come in, the directors go, what's the plan? Okay, great. Here's my vision on how to help you with your plan, which is great. It's working really well. And and traditionally how television is done. But as we've seen, when one director is able to do a full series, you get some great stuff. Like look at season one of True Detective um, Mm -hmm. entire series. This one full series of Deborah Chow and Deborah Chow after looking I think arguably could people could say her episodes of Mandalorian still some of the best Star Wars TV that we've gotten thus far mm-hmm. and watching how she is such a student of the game yeah and that they they trusted her and rightfully so to tell the story of one of the most anticipated stories of Obi-Wan Kenobi and what he's going I cannot wait for this show I'm curious then. So if, let's say well, let's say Obi Wan is six. We'll just say that for argument's yeah. sake. Yeah. And man, Boca Boba is seven. Why? Yeah. It's forty five minutes extra. Why wouldn't they have gone? Hey, we're doing. You, you're doing Boca Boba. I know Robert Rodriguez wanted to do an episode, but I'm sure he probably couldn't commit to. Mm-hmm. Basically, why, why, why didn't Deborah Chow do Boca Boba? No. Why didn't like uh, Steph Green? Yeah, why didn't they the go? Steph Green, you've got the whole thing because Deborah Chow's. Do, well, or, or is it, hey, Deborah, you proved on Mandalorian you could do this. You want to do this. You've you've earned your stripes. Yeah, Go. I think that I think that that's kind of what it was. I think that on on the set when they were talking about what's coming next and the idea. That's why I think she wasn't on Mandalorian season two is because she was taking on right. all of production um, on yeah all Obi Wan. Plus the fact that if you look at it, Obi Wan is very different than say because we don't know Boba Fett could be two seasons, could be three seasons. That's yeah, you're right. Okay, no, they established it was limited, so hey, you don't need to build tapestry right. for X, Y, and Z. Right. When you're a director, knowing that this is it. It, gotcha. She's essentially gonna let's let's say it's six episodes, ranging between forty five minutes to an hour. So we'll we'll, we'll call it a five hour and thirty minute movie. Is basically yeah. what it is. She's directing a five yeah. hour and thirty minute movie. It's funny because television, and I've heard people say this, and and just with the experience I've had, television uh, being a director for a TV show is you're keeping the assembly line running, right? Usually on a show, NCIS or whatever. Those pieces work. You got to come in and. You might have time to put your stamp in it, but The Mandalorian, now Book of Boba, every episode does feel different, and they're allowing their directors to not just, hey, you're, you're the filling in to keep this this train moving. Right. We want your vision, and I think it really works so well, so maybe that's why with Boba, they're like, we got seven? We want seven different styles? Yeah, well, remember, look. look so, yeah, I corrected myself, and I stand corrected. But look at Favreau, right? Favreau comes from the from the other side. He's He's been on the, the Marvel train, and, and hell, yeah. kicked it off with Iron Man. And he's seen what what they've done over there, which each one changes it up, whether it's the John Hughes feel of the first Spider-Man movie for the, the the spy movie in uh, in in Winter Soldier. Like right. they've, and they're doing that now in Star Wars and they, the Star Wars shared universe, even though you can say, well, of course, it's a shared everything's a shared universe the way it connects. Yeah, but this is different. Like the shared universe is happening in television. Right. And you use that example of, let's say, uh, Ahsoka Tano, which not only transfers over from Clone Wars and Rebels, but now because she is debuted for people who were not familiar with her and or became familiar with her through Mandalorian, now they're familiar with her and now she gets her own spinoff series. 
Um, and now that they now now that they've established that, and that's a way to connect all of it together, and that's what they're going. Boba Fett is an example of that. Boba Fett, of course, he's a he's a legendary character. But someone like me, I didn't give a crap about a Boba Fett movie. When Josh and, right. and I like Josh Trank, but when they said Josh Trank's in a Boba Fett, I was like, who cares? Simon Kinberg's gonna be writing this Boba Fett movie. I don't care. Boba Fett yeah. was a cool character. I don't care. What, what do I care about Boba Fett for? And then they they show him in Mandalorian, and like you said earlier, Mike, I'm like, well, where the hell has this guy been? What what what's you know, he going through? It's funny you say that because I feel like we did get a Boba Fett movie with the Mandalorian. Like everything that Mando did, we're like, that's what I pictured the badass of Boba Fett to be. Right. So. When you're bringing Boba Fett, you've got to take – you can't just change have him show up and be Mandalorian Part right. 2, 2.0. 2. Right. It's like right. he's got to be different, and they've mm-hmm. done that. I think well, that's it's funny, though, great. because from what I hear is that Favreau, when he pitched – like this is why Boba Fett, I think, also got greenlit because Favreau's like a massive Boba Fett fan, loves Boba Fett, and wanted to do a Boba Fett series. And then I think that Filoni's like, well, we can't do Boba Fett because of this and that, but what if we do a character similar? And the, like exactly what yeah. you just said, Mike, everything that – they really want that maybe Favreau always wanted to do yeah. with Boba Fett. He gave it to Mandalorian and now Din became that character and and developed yeah. him. And then Filoni was also able to combine that with all the cool Jedi stuff that he knows. And that's why we got the the, the child and that's why we got Luke and all that. And it played out great. So being able to then have that collaboration between Favreau and Filoni and they're going, well, what if we did bring Boba Fett in, but he's been on the sands of Tatooine for God knows how long doing whatever it was. And they start coming up with this idea of Boba Fett. What if he was raised? What if he was like he got out of the Sarlacc pit? You can see them geeking out and like, what yeah, if yeah. Sarlacc pit? But we know that he got out because of the the things that were set up. But then, like, what the Tuscan Raiders and he got and they did like this, uh, you know, uh, dance of wolves. <laughs> yeah, I think. you're and right. You can see him developing, and you're like, oh, that'd be great. And what, let's hopefully, if the audience really responds to him, then we can. Oh, we'll do the book of Boba Fett now. You can see how those conversations would happen because these guys are just geeking out on set. Think about the hodgepodge of ideas that are flying around on that set, and not just mandalorian on obi-wan and then on ahsoka you're gonna see so many different new soups of shows and ideas come about because of this kind of collaboration and that's the way it should should go and also why i don't give a crap if we ever see a movie ever again i'm sorry (laughs) covered it don't care no we're good on that end yeah um anything else let's see if there's any other big stories that we want i've been looking i don't see anything nothing big i mean like i think o'shea jackson jr offers praise for mystery role i guess he's gonna be he's gonna pop in there too that's kind of cool i like o'shea jackson a lot kathleen kennedy talks Obi-Wan kenobi reunion in future i think that no that was an old that was an old story i covered that a while ago um Stellan Starsguard talks about working on andor it's from miguel fernandez there's nothing really too big here a lot of it a lot of it's just boba fett coverage a lot of stuff that they have um but I mean, I think that's the majority of it. I think what I'll do next week, I mean, we'll probably, you know, we might have to do digital again next week, but hopefully this, hopefully we start to get into a different place to where we can be in studio again, because I was telling Steph and Mike, I finally changed up the studio a little bit more. We're going to be doing some more things in the new year, but um, any other final thoughts for you guys of, uh, of, of the series thus far? What do you, do you guys hope, what I hope happens I have, in the next episode is I hope that they go into a time period between Empire Strikes Back during that time. Mm-hmm. Watch him when he's ruthless in a flashback. But Mike, I don't know what you what you're hoping to see. I I don't I don't know where we're going. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, there's no underlying. I don't say mission. 
is aside from, but again, if this is just, this is going to be an ongoing series, right. it doesn't need to, Oh, we've only got five episodes left. They got to start moving, you know, with, with other things like, so I yeah. think they're just taking their time. And, and and if they are doing that, I think we'll get more of those flashbacks. And I think it would lead to that time frame where we are getting him and the empire, uh, maybe interacting with the other bounty hunters. It seems like they're splitting their time almost more so to who's past than they are current day. Yeah. yeah. What do you so. think? So? Uh, yeah, I definitely want more bounty hunter interaction. I would love if they had like a meeting Fennec and Boba where they kind of lay out all like everyone who's working in Tatooine and like right. how they're mm. going to win over allies what. and enemies, right? Yeah, yeah. Like an execution plan. Yeah. So we kind of have like a, a map of where we're going or what could happen in a little, but obviously leave room for surprises, but just something to show that they're having like a tactical plan. Yeah. Well, that's what I liked about the idea that this is the, another reason why I love like streaming television better than the network besides a, a, an array of different reasons. But one of the main reasons is, you don't know. Like when I hit, I hit pause when I started the show today and I saw 53 minutes or whatever it was. I'm like, yeah. as opposed to last week, yeah. it's 36 or 37 minutes. And you're like, you never know what you can get. Right. So next week could be 50 minutes or next week could be 35. Mm -hmm. And it just depends on the story that they want to tell. I do love that because, yeah. and again, this is a streaming benefit. They're not beholden to like, oh, we got to hit a commercial break every 10 minutes. Right. So let's put a cliffhanger here. You don't know, oh, I'm 30 minutes in the episode. I know what's going to happen next. I know we're going to get a break, a cliffhanger. Right. I like that. And they're, they're giving the directors like, tell the story. You got to be under an hour. Sorry. Bless you. You, you, know, you got to be under an hour, but tell the story. Tell the beats how you want the beats to come. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Steph, do you have a time period that you want to see in Book of Boba Fett? Uh, time period. For him, or are you, are you cool with where they're going? Yeah, I'm kind of cool with where they're going. I would love to stay more in the current day just to see where that lots of flashbacks. I, I like flashbacks, like probably one an episode I'm good with. Uh, if I would want to see a flashback with him, like, I don't know, maybe more with his dad to see like some Django like, stuff. That'd be Shang-Chi thing where like, you know, you get like all of these teachings now from yeah. Tuscan Raiders, from his dad, from darth vader maybe whoever he's been working with and like then by the end of the show it's it's like him deciding what kind of man he wants to be interesting i have a question about that though huh <laughs> a lot a lot a lot right. listen we have this was a lot of fun though i'm glad to be able to talk with you guys about it at least even though we're not in person um yeah. and then if you guys aren't doing this already it is so important to please, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or um, or follow us on Spotify. That is very, very important to the survival of this show. Um, because as you guys have asked many times over, how do you support the show if you're not doing Streamlabs, if you're not doing Super Chats? How do I? Uh, if I can't afford to be a patron, that's it. Just go and, and subscribe to us. Even if you if you watch us on YouTube, subscribe and follow us on podcast form. It is very, very, very important. Um, and for those who haven't subscribed, please do that. Also, we have surpassed 32,000 subscribers already. We did that four months, four months. That's incredible. Um, hoping to do 50 by March. So if you're brand new to the channel and you watch this show, and you still haven't subscribed. Come on. Come on. Thank you to Mike. Thank you to Steph. We appreciate you guys. And we are going to see you on the flip side. I can feel your anger. It gives you focus. Makes you strong.